Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Preserve and protect your health by listening live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Well, hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today, which is October 14th, 2015. We have a very informative show for you. Our special guest is Dr. Matt Cryenheader, and we're going to be talking about life-saving ways to heal with cancer. Everybody knows these days that one out of every three people is going to um, be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime, which is pretty astonishing statistics. That means that a close friend of yours, a family member, acquaintance, someone that you work with will be diagnosed. And one of the purposes of the show is to to inform our listeners on how to survive cancer. We want those those survival statistics to go up, not to stay with where they have been for so many years. Dr. Matt Cryenheader has a project called Cancer Con- Consciousness, and he coaches people with cancer to address the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual dimensions of the cancer journey so that their body can heal and become well. He's helped a lot of people heal and transform in ways that they never, ever expected because he he changes the individual's consciousness. It's it's a new consciousness, not the same one that, that they have had when they were diagnosed. So let's bring him onto our show now. Hello, Matt. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Denise. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm looking forward to this. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. You probably know that I always start my show out by asking my guests how they got on the path that they're on today because it's really important for our listeners to understand the background involved. So why don't you go ahead and tell us? Great. Thank you. Um, so my background um, pretty varied. Um, when I was in college, I was planning to be a musician, so uh, I got degrees in business and in music and went out and worked in the music industry for a while and decided that I wasn't really going to be able to have the impact there that I really wanted. So I went back to chiropractic school and got a degree in chiropractic and a master's in acupuncture. And uh, when I got into practice, I found an amazing technique that really resonated with me that was a mix of 
personal development and personal healing. And my perspective has always been that one of the reasons that people have pain and they get ill is that their life is off track. And in order to have some way to let you know that things are off track, your body is one of the ways that we have a feedback mechanism. So I found a technique that really uh, helps to identify that and helps people with the mind-body-spirit integration in order to transform who they are to move towards the part of life that they must be in in order to heal. So what's interesting about that is, you know, the, the personal change was really always my favorite part of all of that. So running mm-hmm. a chiropractic office is, is great and tremendously valuable. And I found that for me, I was wanting to spend a lot of time talking with people and helping them to see that a lot of what was going on was not just physical, that there was other dimensions. So through mm-hmm. that, I knew that I wasn't ever going to be really fulfilled just by working on people's bodies alone. And I really wanted to go deep with people. Uh, amidst all this happening, um, my mom was diagnosed with leukemia. So she went through the process of the more traditional route of chemotherapy um, and is still with us today. This this was five or six years ago. She's doing awesome. But in addition to the chemo, she really committed to doing all of the emotional work and all of the spiritual Mm -hmm. work that was hanging out in the background, you know, stuff that she really had to resolve in order for her body to have enough energy resources to heal. So she's been a major inspiration um, and and my gift, I would say, if I have one, is really being able to help people with that emotional side and the spiritual side, as well as the mental, and of course the hands-on with the physical as well. So um, I said, okay, I've got this collection of gifts, and I see someone who just went through this process, who happened to know, just because of how brilliant my mom is, that she had to do all this other work. But there's so many other people who don't know this. How could I help kind of foster them through this process of recognizing how much of a role their thoughts and beliefs, their feelings, and either their connection or disconnection from some sort of spirituality is playing in that disease process? So Mm -hmm. that's why I started Cancer Mm -hmm. Consciousness Project, and and here we are. Oh, it's it's really a great backstory. Thank you. you. Why do you suppose that, that our society has so much emphasis strictly on the medical side of cancer? It's a great question. Uh, My perspective is that we have such a high value on the mind and the role of the mind. And when we look at a chaotic disease process that doesn't make sense and often works in, in ways that, you know, very well people get cancer and people who smoke for 50 years don't get cancer. I mean, it's it's a confusing thing. What we tend to do mm-hmm. as a culture is try to understand that with our brain. And through the process of dissecting this big problem and really kind of picking it apart in a very linear and logical way, we say, oh, so this is a cell that has gone wrong. What can I do to that cell? You know, And, and it becomes very mental and linear and logical. And we don't, as a culture, as a a planet really, value as much the emotional implications or the spiritual implications. Mm -hmm. But that's not to say that they're Mm -hmm. not playing a role. So I think Mm -hmm. that it's really all about how do I get as much certainty as I can. I can see the physical disease process. I can put that under a microscope. 
I can't put the emotions under a microscope. And there's a lot of literature in the in the body of work that says that you know the emotions do play a big role, but it's not really accepted by mainstream uh, medical model because they don't have really amazing ways to study it. Is my perspective. So that's what I I believe and I've seen most often. And thank God there's mm-hmm. you know so many altist or alternative and holistic practitioners who are helping to change that. True, it's so true. Uh, you know, Bruce Lipton, he was a scientist. Love. He wrote a book about cells and the memories that they have. Yeah. And how yeah. and how our, our emotions are, based, you know, what we think is what our cell responds to. Just one cell in your body. So you can imagine, you know, we have, what, hundreds of thousands of, of cells in our body. Um, yeah. And, and they remember. The cells remember. So if you're you have negative thoughts, what is that going to do to your your overall um, health and well-being? Yeah, so right. I love Bruce Lipton's work, and mm-hmm. and what I've seen is just exactly what you're saying. You have these negative thoughts that are tied to a belief, or they're tied to a traumatic experience, and they're sitting because we don't have the access to consciously feel and let them go a lot of the time until Mm -hmm. someone takes you through that Mm -hmm. process. They just kind of hang out in the body until they're ready to be felt. So you have all these things that are in the body, in the subconscious, and we don't have access to, and it takes a toll. You know, the body has to manage that in some way, and it demands resources. And that's part of the way that, you know, cancer for some people gets started is there's not enough resources Mm -hmm. to run the body, and the body's got to let us know there's something going on. Mm-mm-mm. In your coaching, um, why don't you tell us how you actually help people with cancer? What is your process? Yeah, great. Um, so typically when someone's coaching with me, what I always tell them is it's not. I'm not here to cure cancer. I'm not here to make your cancer go away. Really, my great interest is that I know if someone has cancer and they have a tremendous amount of change and transformation that's really ripe and ready to come to the surface and that's that's my passion and typically they're on a journey with a healthcare practitioner whether um, traditional or or alternative so you know my job is really to help them to find what they're not able to see again in the emotional mental and spiritual side of things and see how that's been a major demand on their body and typically that's happening through a stress response of some sort in the body that's uh, putting the body in a state where it tends to be more inflammatory, tends to be less able to heal and um, just constantly re-triggering that stress state. So one example would be I have a a client recently who just had a lot of past um, kind of let down and trauma and abandonment with a parent and when this showed up and we started to recognize how it was manifesting she was vigilant to that behavior and just looking for everyone to let her down and looking for everyone to abandon her so she was constantly afraid constantly looking for you know in fear like how is this going to show up next and completely unconscious you know wasn't aware that it was going on but just showing up in you know multiple times a day so the body can't do that the body can't be in Mm -hmm. fear and be healthy at the same time Mm -hmm. it's just they're incompatible Mm -hmm. physiological states 
So helping her to see things like that, that's that's pretty typical type of a thing that will show up for my clients. Oh, my gosh. What are some of the biggest themes that you see with your other clients? Great question. So one of the biggest ones that's showing up, there's two big ones that are showing up recently. One is the when someone... By the time they get to me, they've typically done some of the personal development work. And Mm -hmm. the tendency in personal development is to focus on the positive, which is a great skill and a great tool, unless it's the only one. So Mm -hmm. what happens is they get so focused on, yeah, um, you know, I'm really doing well. I'm being provided for. This is all happening for a reason. I know it's going to turn out okay that they're glossing over all the uncomfortable stuff, all of the emotional stuff, all the stuff that's sitting in the background that really is asking to be noticed and noticed and, and felt. So one of the things that I really help my clients do is, yeah, be happy, be positive, and laugh when it's appropriate and when it's time. But when it's time to commit to feeling the stuff that's coming up, I want you to have the focus and the skills and the resources for how to do that because that's the stuff that's really causing the problem. So if you're trying mm-hmm. to happy your way into health, I very <laughs> rarely see it happen, you know, in, in few uh. occasions, but typically it's an avoidance. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. Uh, another thing that's been showing up recently is um, women who have either reproductive cancers or breast cancers who don't feel fully able to express their power and to own their power. They shut down somewhere along the line and the idea of, you know, being confrontational or being intense or even being angry is not okay. So they just hold all that inside and you need in your life to be able to express a full range of emotion. Otherwise your life gets really flat and those emotions don't have a place to move. So those are a couple things that I seem to be noticing in the past few months. Oh my goodness, pretty pretty big <laughs> issues, really. Yeah. Have you ever run across uh, someone who's just not willing to do the work because um, they're they're so closed off or they're so afraid, and they can be really. I mean, one thing through through research that I've done is that when somebody's initially diagnosed they literally go into shock. They don't know that they're in shock, but it can last anywhere from four to six months. So when I say shock, they're they're in denial. They literally go into denial yeah. about it. Yeah. And I don't know at what point of time your clients come to you, and if you're able to pull them out of that sooner or later or not at all. Yeah. I don't know. Cool question. So... My typical approach is, you know, if someone sees me speak, if they're reading my blog, if they're, you know, wherever they've kind of found me, um, is to understand where in the process they are and how willing they are to take steps into a new version of themselves. So in the beginning, I'll I'll tell them that I'm going to ask them some pretty challenging questions. And when I do that, either I, I can tell if they're willing to, what I call if they're willing to play, you know, or if they're really in a victim state or if they're, you know, just it's, that's not where they are. And the the real 
I'm always careful when I say this to put this in the the right light, but one of the real gifts that I've come to in this work is being okay with the truth that some people are going to make it in cancer and some people are not. And Mm -hmm. I am best of service by giving whatever gifts I have to the people who are really committed to making the change. So there may be moments when someone is not ready, and that's okay, and I still love them and bless them, and I may make recommendations. And they may be ready at some point, and they can reach back out. But I know that for the people that I work with, it's got to be what I call a heck yes. You know, if they're if we're talking and I'm really excited about working with them and they're really excited about working with me, then we move forward. But if I'm if I'm dragging mm-hmm. a horse to water, then I just offer, you know, it doesn't feel like this is gonna be the most productive use of either of our time and I don't want to try okay. to force you into a change you're not ready for. You know, I don't have any need to save okay. anyone. And and if it seems exciting at some time in the future, then let's work together. Mhm. No, that's that's a really um good attitude and a good perspective on the whole thing because you can't help everybody and particularly yeah. if they're stuck. And yeah. like I said, um, you know, merely the word cancer is is terrifying to a lot of people. Um yes. and it, it and they have to find their own way through it. I personally, you know, I'm a cancer survivor and I had a village of people <laughs> mm. to help. And and I I credit all of them for for helping me through. Um, and when I say village, I mean a big village. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome. A lot of experts. A lot of experts in in all the different fields. Well, we've, well, we've talked about how on, they. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. On the, um, yeah. You know, we've talked about how emotions play a role in cancer and how yep. our thoughts and beliefs can as well. What are some of the typical breakthroughs that you've actually experienced with um, your clients? I know we talked earlier about one of them, but what are some other kind of interesting stories that might inspire some of our listeners? Um, hmm. I have another client really amazing woman, very strong uh, personality. And Mm -hmm. what we found with her is that she, um, part of just kind of the core nature of who she was or is, is to live largely and passionately and with intensity. And that has showed up in past professional situations showed up in social and romantic situations, sometimes in in useful and productive ways and sometimes in, you know, more destructive ways. But it's always been part of how she uh, operated in the world. And then in the past few years, she got into this place where life just got really stable. You know, there wasn't a lot of problems. There wasn't a lot of fluctuations. And so that intensity just kind of died out. And then all of a sudden, she's diagnosed she's very healthy, eats very well, you know, exercises all the time, diagnosed with lung cancer, not a smoker, oh never gosh. been exposed to, yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. You know, right. Yeah, it's very interesting. And, you know, one of the, the kind of ways that I look at, 
is the are the conclusions that we're coming to true? Because you start talking about consciousness, it's not easily measurable. It's not easily reduced to scientific data. And I, I accept that. You know, that's just part of this part of the journey that people go through. Um, so with her, we started to look at this intensity as a pattern in her life. And what if it were true that this cancer was showing up as a way to manifest that intensity. Because now, all of a sudden, this kind of neutral place that she's been in, this intensity is showing up through this disease process, and she's got to ramp back up. And, you know, as I look at that and, and took her through that experience, it would be it could be for any other person that that would not have been true. But in her specific case, it rung so clear and so obvious to her that it's, it's just been really, you know, the way that we've been addressing things and giving her ways to channel that power and intensity in constructive ways by teaching and and uh, informing others about how to be healthy. That And she's doing really well. Her last MRI said that she had a 50% reduction in the uh, secondary tumor that was in her brain. So she's doing awesome. And, you know, these are some of the things that, Oh, seem like a stretch or abstract, but when you apply it to a specific uh, situation of who an individual is, it becomes such a truth about who they are. So really interesting and, and different stuff shows up with each person. Oh, that that's a fascinating example. I, I really have to hand yeah. it to you for being able <laughs> to take her through that process and identify, um, because that, that was a very complex situation yeah and yeah, and probably yeah. still still is but um you're very good at what you do <laughs> <laughs> you. very very good i know you know a lot of people when they're diagnosed it's kind of like you know why did i get it <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> i remember when i was diagnosed i wasn't diagnosed with one cancer i was diagnosed with two at the same time and so for wow. me, it was like it for me it was like wow I really hit the lottery on this one. Yeah. <laughs> You're an overachiever. <laughs> so yeah, and that's very interesting because I am in, in life yeah. I am. <laughs> interesting. So there you go. See, we can kind yeah, of right. pull that together right there. <laughs> that's right. And um, it is, it, it's a really big question, but I think that, you know, with this show, we're we're able to um, kind of answer that question to a certain degree. In other words, yeah. there's something off in your life. It doesn't just show up. <laughs> yeah. Something, you know, there, there's there's things that you haven't resolved in your life that, that you need to pay attention to. Um, yeah. I mean, granted, we we have the toxicities that can be people in our lives, or or the food, the chemicals that we eat, or the chemicals that we put on our bodies. I mean, that's that's part of the physical manifestation yeah. of it. But if your immune system is strong enough, it can even fight that off. Yes. So. Yeah. Um, you know. To put it another way, the reason you get cancer and the reason you think that it chose you 
it simply has to do with the fact that your immune system's not strong enough to hold it back. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the the major things for sure. And and I love that you brought up, you know, the physical side of it and the toxicity because, you know, I sometimes when I have a conversation with people, they say, "Oh, well, I don't have to eat this way or whatever." And and that is not at all what I'm recommending. You know, what I've seen is that there's so many brilliant people out there who are talking about the right diet for whether it's a specific type of cancer or, you know, a specific body type. There's a lot of conversation about alternative yes, uh, lot of. food therapies with, with cancer, mm-hmm. which I am so in favor of. Um, and mm-hmm, so when I was looking at that, I was like, okay, so this is a, a niche that's been really filled and filled well. What's the uniqueness yes. that I have to bring? And then as you pair all these things together and get a truly, a truly, truly holistic look, you know, holistic mm-hmm. meaning physical, mm-hmm. emotional, mental, spiritual, now you have something that we can really play with. Um, and mm-hmm. I would say, you know, the, the disease process of cancer, yes, there is cellular changes. Yes, there is a genetic component. Yes, there are body issues that go wrong. But is that the cause? You know, what actually caused those things to malfunction? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and what you mentioned before with Bruce Lipton and the epigenetics and the way that it affects, you know, the genes that turn on and turn off, very much a part of that mm-hmm. tied to the emotions and the thoughts and feelings. Of course. And, of and course. you know, also just what you said, that it's, it's the body's guidance system. You know, there's got to be a way mm-hmm. to let us know that we're off path. And most interestingly, that there's more. You know, when you get back on path, do you have the opportunity to heal? Yes. More importantly to me, your life gets better. So the worst outcome that happens in my perspective when someone works with me is their life gets better. You know, I can't promise that they're going to heal their cancer. No one can ever promise that. Nobody but can. If they get per- right. Yeah. If they can get perspective on how they can manage their emotions better and not get tripped up by all the stuff that's going on in their life, like, what a huge mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. And, and, and for our listeners... I want want you all to know that basically, you know, what we're talking about is that you have cancer, but I just want to reinforce the fact that it's not just physical, that it's mental and spiritual all together that, that you need to, to pay attention to in order to heal. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree. And there's an amazing book that came out, I think it was last year or the year before, uh, by Dr. Kelly Turner called Radical Remission. And she's a fascinating woman who went through a thousand or more case studies of people who actually had spontaneous remission. And she interviewed, I think, a thousand or more. And she boiled all of these cases of remission down to nine factors. And very interestingly, only two of them were physical, you know, changing your diet. And one other one, I can't remember exactly, you know, maybe it Mm -hmm. was traditional therapies or something like that. And the rest were, you know, resolving relationships and um, finding ways to calm yourself through meditation or alternative practices, you know, so you're absolutely right. There is a part that's physical and we want to address that. But I always say that cancer is a whole life process. It's not just a Mm -hmm. physical disease. Mm -hmm. So it must be addressed Mm -hmm. through the whole life. 
Yeah, and, and not only that, but we have cancer cells in us every single day. Everybody does. Right. Yeah. It's just when the yeah, immune system absolutely. breaks down and it can't and it can't take them out. Right. And then they just kind of the little little guys just kind of take over. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, it's such a complex. It really is quite complex. It isn't something where you know, somebody can can come to you and you can promise that you're going to fix them in in, in any right. period of time. Yep. It's it's something where you really have to be willing to do the work and to do it with you. And and if you do, it's a good possibility that you'll have some major breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. And if, and in, and not only that, but you know, while you're going through treatment. I would think that you're also a really um a really nice place to come to for for support. Yeah. I I I can't say that because I can't come to myself, but I have heard my clients, you know, they they really value that they have someone they can bring all of this chaos to. It's not a, a spouse and it's not a family member and it's mm-hmm, not a medical mm-hmm. doctor, you know, they they have so mm-hmm. much that just having an outlet for the conversation and getting some perspective on ways to participate and manage it is really a big part of the process for sure. Oh, oh my gosh, that what you just said is so incredibly important. Because a lot of times because of the emotional issues that that go along with the cancer, um, you know, your family, your friends, they have a tough time. They have a tough time. It's kind of like they're going through it too. Yeah. And you really do need that outside person that you can go to and talk to about things. Yeah. Um, I know in my case, there were there were people that I didn't even tell them that I had it. Right. Because I needed I needed an outlet for not thinking about it and for and yep. for you know certain people to treat me normal. I wanted to be yeah. normal. I wanted my everyday activities to be as normal as as they possibly could in that little small cubicle that I set aside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And and it was kind yeah. of like when I was cured and all, then it was easy to go to them and go, "Oh, guess what I've been doing?" you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and some of some of their response was, "Well, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me?" Yeah. You know, I could have been there for you. And then I, yeah. I would explain to him why, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be treated yeah. different. I want to be normal. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, that's that's a great point. And, you know, in, in traditional cultures or historic cultures, this type of a healing was a very personal and sometimes spiritual and sacred process. And those aren't things that you bring to everyone. You know, this is is a very individualized and personal experience. And some people feel great telling everyone, and some people just really want the space to have just a few close people to interact with and participate with on this journey. And, you know, one isn't better than the other. It's just what's true for you and what's going to give you the most mm-hmm. resources mm-hmm. to handle this experience. 
Exactly, exactly. Like I said, it's a very personal experience, and I'm, I'm yeah. certainly not advocating that that cancer patients go and do what I did. It's just that that's right. that's how I chose. You know, like I said, I had a village of people to help me with it. So then I needed to have my other little village <laughs> where I could just be normal. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I love it. And it was actually it was actually very beneficial, you know. Yeah. In in the long run, for me, you know, for yeah. me. Is there anything else that you'd you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, you know, I I guess if there's one thing that I like sharing, and one thing that that I think is really of tremendous value um, for people who are going through a healing process with cancer is helping them to know and helping them to recognize that you don't have to have it all together. You know, a diagnosis is a major life-changing event. And Mm -hmm. we have a tendency to want to be strong and want to power through. And that's a good strategy some of the time. And maybe even most of the time when you have this process. And there are going to be moments when you are overwhelmed, there's going to be moments when a breakdown is appropriate and okay and acceptable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So feeling like you need to keep it together is oftentimes not letting the you know, scary thoughts or the feelings or whatever has to come up and move through. It's not allowing that to happen. So mm-hmm. I always like to share that just to, to let people know that there's a time for breakdown and there's a time for letting go and there's a time to clear that out so that there's room for new patterns and new thoughts and new beliefs to come in. And then, you know, we're, we're on the start of a healing journey. Then we have a, a new perspective and we can make steps forward. Oh, my gosh. I just I love what you just said. <laughs> You know, you're so wise. <laughs> you're really wise. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Why don't you um, let our listeners know how they can reach you? Uh, do you do telephone um, consultations? Yeah, almost everything is over the phone, um, except for certain, sometimes I have people who want to do intensives with me, and then they can come to San Diego, and we'll spend a day or two days together, um, where they do some of the hands-on work that I do, as well as the conversational stuff. But most of the time, I do consults and conversation on the phone. Um, So the easiest way to find me is, through the website with a big long name called cancerconsciousnessproject.com. Um, email is always great too. It's just Dr. Matt, D R M A T T, at cancerconsciousnessproject.com. Um, and there's, if you go to the website, um, it's, mm-hmm. it's ready for a couple uh, fresh blog posts, which are coming soon. But there's a tremendous oh, amount of data, there's a lot of writing on there that is really valuable, even if people never wanted to work with me, just to get some new, fresh perspectives. And that's, you know, was, mm-hmm. was my goal with the website, it's just a, a big give of here's a couple different things that you can look at and start to pay attention. And then if those are interesting and exciting and you feel like you need more help, there's an option for that too, of course. Um, oh, wonderful, so wonderful. Yeah, that's the best way to get a hold of me. 
Okay, so I'm going to repeat it. Um, your website is cancerconsciousnessproject.com. So that's C A N C E R, and then C O N is in Nancy, S is in Sam, C. I O U S is in Sam, N is in Nancy, E double S is in Sam Project dot com. And if you want to email him, it's drmatt at cancerconsciousnessproject dot com. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and continue your wonderful, wonderful work. Uh, if I hear of anyone who's newly diagnosed, I'll absolutely refer him to you. Um, well, thank I'm you. here in Orange County, so oh, if great. they needed to um, see you personally, they can take a drive down. It's, it's not a yeah. problem, I don't think. So thank you awesome. again. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me, and this has been really fun, and hopefully it'll find the people out there in the Internet I universe so who are the ones who need to hear it. I hope so, too. One of the reasons why I do my show is to, to reach people, um, yeah. particularly with health issues. And uh, the more serious issues, uh, they need to go see you know, a practitioner of their choice um, because we don't give out medical advice. But um, I think it's particularly important that we provide them with resources for getting through difficult illnesses. Absolutely. So thank you again. I look forward to having you on my show again in not the too distant future. That sounds awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll have another great show for you next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's also 7 o'clock um, Eastern Time. Please join us again. We look forward to you. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? The entire contents of this radio show are based upon the opinions of Denise and her guest. The information is not intended to replace a one-on-one -on -one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional, and it's also not intended as medical advice. We're simply sharing knowledge and information from our guests and the experience of Denise and her community. We encourage you to make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with a qualified healthcare professional of your choice. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration.